The following message is brought to you by Capital City Baptist Church of Port Mosby. We exist to bring glory to God by knowing Christ and making Him known. If you would like to visit our church, we hold multiple services on Sunday mornings starting at 9 a.m. We are located between Motokare Wharf and Edai Town. Pickups are available 709-1000. All right, if you've got your Bibles there with you this morning, our passage will be from 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4, and we're going to read three verses together, verse 7, verse 8, and verse 9. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that, is, that now is and that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. All right. Good morning, church. Thank you, Brother Phil. Happy New Year to you all. Let me just um, quickly start off this. So last time I preached, I forgot to put my timer. And I preached less than the time that was expected of myself. This morning, I'd like to press start. There we go. So I know, I know that when I finish, that's the time actually the length of my preaching, okay? It's so good to see you all this morning. I want you all to stand. And I want you all to look at each other. With a smile, of course. Shake hands, fist bump. Happy New Year. God has been good to us. Last year, and God is going to be awesome to us this year. The great things that God is going to do, great things that God is going to do through your life and through my life. And that I am certain. That I am certain. So, thank you. You can be seated. Thank you. All right. Place your fingers in... Romans chapter 7, verse 15. We will go there. We will also look at our text, which is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 to 9. This morning, I'd like to introduce to you a series of messages, okay? A series of messages um, beginning today. And the messages are messages of edification. Messages to Build you up, build me up. Messages to build us up for a new year. Let me introduce you to spiritual disciplines. I know we, we always go through this the first Sundays and second Sundays of every year. Pastor Matt graciously comes up and introduces us to this subject every year. It's not a new subject but I want to bring it up to you. Spiritual 
disciplines. What are spiritual disciplines? So, let's read our text, and then we'll pray and go into this. Let us read. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness, for bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for the privilege we have, Lord, to be together in this building as a church body, as a body to worship you, as a body to be yearning to receive from you this morning. Lord, help prepare our hearts. Receive your word, receive the strength and grace we need as we go forward through this year, 2023. Father, all this is for your honor and for your glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as we swiftly jump into the new year, today I'm number two day, okay? As we swiftly jump into it, many of us have already set our hearts and minds to the goals and self-expectations of what we need to do, of what we don't need to do, or the changes that we need to see in this new year, right? We are now Precisely 33.20 minutes. 33 hours, 20 minutes from the new year. 33 hours, 20 minutes from the time you bent your knees, from the time in your heart you said, Father, all is gone, new year has come. I want to change. Maybe you've done that. Maybe I've done that. Maybe we have made resolutions. Maybe we have made promises for a new year. The old must go. The new must come. The new must be grasped and challenged, must be taken on head on. But many have already broken these resolutions. Some have broken these vows they made to God. Some are struggling to keep it up. And it's only 33 hours. Some have made it past a one-day mark. Well done. The struggle is real. The struggle to live a Christian life, the struggle to live a mature life, the struggle to live a spiritual life is real. It's a real struggle. You know it. You are through it. You are going through it. Like the Apostle Paul in Romans 7 said, screaming at the top of his voice in desperation, he goes, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Struggle. Struggling. 
that right thing that I want to do, I find myself not doing. And the wrong thing and the bad thing that I don't want to do, I find myself doing. The struggle is real, folks. The struggle is real. There are the couple of outlines that I'm going to put up here. I want you to know those outlines. Maybe three or four separate outlines. Okay? There are no specific topics or specific outlines that I have this morning. I will go beyond the normal. But I will exegete the scripture that we have in front of us. See, it's, it's real. The struggle is real. You don't want to lie, but you find yourself lying. You don't want to steal, but you find yourself picking up things that doesn't belong to you. You don't want to cheat, but you find yourself cheating. You don't want to hate your brother, but you find yourself hating. Did you know hatred or hating one is equivalent to murder? Didn't you know that lusting after is equivalent to fornication and adultery? We find ourselves in this struggle daily. And what kind of effect does these bad things have on our life? Well, let's step back. Let's step back and let's look back to 2021. Have we lived a life that is pleasing to God? Have we lived that life in 2021 that is honoring God? We may have. We have. We can say we have. I don't, I don't have doubt that we have. Have we done more? Could we have done more? Well, the good news is we can. The good news is we can. The good news is we can. We can do more for God this year. We can do much stronger for God this year. We can be much bolder for God this year. We can. See, in Romans chapter 7, you go to Romans 7, verse 15 to 25, Paul is laying out a bare fact of this struggle. Paul is saying, the struggle is real, folks. The scripture gives us an outline, and we will see this. Paul points out three things. I want you to note this thing. Paul says in verse 15 to 18, Paul says, he points out the source of our struggle. Okay? He says, the source of our struggle that we face, the problems that we face, in me dwells no good thing. Okay? Basic, basic, basic. In me dwells no good thing. That's the issue. That's the problem. That's the struggle that we face. That is who and what brings us down, has brought us down in the struggle, in that mud in 2021. So let's pinpoint him. Sin dwells in us. Verse 15 to 18. And then, verse 18 to 21, we face the continuous struggle because of the sin that is dwelling in us. We need to know that. We need to understand that. But also in verses 25 or 22 to 25, he gives 
not only the source, not only the struggle that we face, he gives the solution. The solution to our dilemma is Christ. Christ. And he will say, Brother Eric, that's basic. And I will tell you, yes, the basic. That is basic. We have issues in our life. It has to do with sin. We face the struggles in our daily walk. That's because of the sin that dwells in us. Many times we will live in that mud and muck and mire because we don't allow Christ to live his life in us. Basic. I don't know what your New Year resolution is. I don't have one. I've tried all that in my life already. Okay? There is no resolution for me. For me, I want to do more. I want to be bold more. I want to strive more. I want to be more than 2021. 2022, I want to be be what God wants me to be. I don't know what you want to be this year. But one thing for sure, one thing for certain, is as I see your faces, I am seeing men, women, who want to be better. As I see your faces this morning, I am seeing women who want to be better wives, better mother. As I look at your faces, I am seeing men who want to be better husbands, better fathers, better leaders in home. As I look at you, I can see young people, well, not some of you, I can see young people who have commitment and vigor in your faces. And I see determination in those eyes. Why? How? Just the fact, just the fact that you are here this morning shows you want to do right. Just the fact. The fact that you are here this morning, you got up, you said no to the flesh, no to sleep, and some no to kai kai. Some hopefully no to was was. Okay? You came here this morning with a heart to change. Don't, don't we all agree? Are you here to change? Are you here to do right? Are you here to do more for God this year? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Let us charge. Let us go forward. Just the fact that you, are, you made it this, this morning suggests you want to be different. Maybe we have committed ourselves for, for some reason Last year, and have slept for some reason or another. This year, right now, I want you to push that button. I want you to push that button of pushing button. Let me hold your hand. Let me hold your hand. Let us gather. Push that button. Press that button so all the numbers can go zero. That's don't you all agree? Let us start fresh today. Let us Let us love God to the universe. Let us love our children. Let us love our families. Let us love to read His word. Let us love to pray. Let us love each other. Let us go out and be bold. Reset. See, in this series, we learn about spiritual disciplines or what they are. These are building blocks 
or building habits of grace. The reason why this is called a discipline is we must put in the effort if we want to reap the benefit of a victorious Christian life. Put in the effort. You put in the effort. Me put in the effort. Let's put in the effort so that we can reap the benefits of a victorious Christian life. A Christ-like Christ -like life filled with the Spirit and led by the Spirit of God. My friends, church, you are children. Oh, don't you forget. See, there are four parts to this series. And part one is this introduction here. Part two is hearing his voice, his word, the Bible. Part three, Pastor Matt will take part three. Hearing or having his ear, prayer, God hears. Part four is belonging to his body. There's so many, so many disciplines, okay? Prayer, Bible reading, fasting, uh, solitude, um, whatever, you name it. There's so many disciplines in, in this world. Many people have devised so many disciplines so they can discipline themselves and focus to God. But these three, the word, prayer, and fellowship are basic. All this must go under we're going to study this three. There are many spiritual disciplines, and we will have them in this week, coming weeks, through God's word, prayer, fellowship. See, God wants us to become like his son. To be Christ-like is to walk in his ways by the power of his spirit. It is only through the, through the, through the grace of God that he can transform us to his image. All right? So, there is an outline. There are threefold results. Okay? Threefold end results to spiritual discipline. One, the first one is Christian maturity. Christian maturity. See, if you discipline your life, first thing that's going to happen and it's going to show out is maturity. Christian maturity. And if we all discipline our lives, the first thing that's going to show out is edification or growth in individual lives and in the body of Christ. We'll be strong. And the ultimate thing is God will be glorified. God will be glorified. See, to build these habits of spiritual disciplines, one has to understand that the strength and vigor of just beginning to do or just doing. Because Paul says it this way in Philippians 2 verse 12. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That comes from God. All right? That comes from God. Someone said this. Someone said this. <laughs> so let me put it this way. Before the beginning of time and before the foundations of the world, God, by his grace, chose us. A yet-to-be-created people. 
Just imagine that. We were not yet created. God chose us. He chose us before the creation. In connection with his son, he chose us in him. Ephesians 1 verse 4 to 6. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and blame and without blame before, me, before him in love. Having predestinated us into or unto the adoption of the children of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. Let me read the last phrase again. To the praise of the glory of to the praise of the glory of his grace. This divine love was not based on foreseeing anything good in us. God didn't look ahead and saw Eric Bonner is a good man. God didn't see anything of good in me. God, before God created me, God loved me. Before God created you, he loved you. Not based on any good deed you have and I have. Not based on that. No, no, no. There is nothing good in the flesh. It was by grace alone and not on the basis of works. Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Not of work. That's what he meant. It is not because of our works but because of his own purpose and grace which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. 2 Timothy 1 verse 19. Who had saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world. My friend, are you paying attention to those scriptures? Are you paying attention? God loved you before he created you. Don't let the sin in you drag you down. Been forgiven. Been forgiven. See, at the fall of Adam, when men sinned, sin entered, and humanity groaned and travailed in sin. Which sin? Humanity gathering up the crumbs of his compassion as a foretaste of some feast and heavenly benefit that is yet through Adam, Noah, Abraham, and King David, God was preparing a way. The way. He was preparing the way. First Peter 1 verse 10. Of which, of the way, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come. Prophet, sorry. The prophets saw that grace would come up to you and to you. Prophets talked about it. They searched diligently that grace would come to us so that we, sinful men, can live like grace. See, 
And in the fullness of time, it came, the grace of God. He came unto his creation, invading our space and time. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Galatians 4.4 But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. Grace could not be kept from becoming flesh and dwelling among us God men, full of grace and truth, John 1 verse 14. And the word was made flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. I'm trying to draw us to a point where we need to live like. And of this fullness, John 1, 16 and 17, and of this fullness, have all we received grace for grace. Law was given by Moses, but grace and truth is Jesus It was sheer grace that united us by faith to Jesus Christ. Grace incarnate and blessed us in him with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In grace we are called with effect to a, and we are given a new birth in our soul. Because of grace unmeasurable, boundless and free, our dead hearts now raised in newness of life in Jesus Christ. Only through grace we believe and only through grace we receive repentance leading to the knowledge of him in truth. This long planned for adoption comes with the grace enabling us to cry Abba. Romans 8 and verse 15. We receive the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of folks. We have we have help. We have help for the grace of God Christ. We need grace to permeate our lives. We need grace to flow from God into our lives. And from our lives to overflow the lives of those around us. This maturity is not some extra super spiritual next level Christianity. No, it is not. It is not. No, no, no. It is allowing Christ to live through us as we faithfully, intentionally, habitually practice our spiritual discipline. Three things that grace does. We are justified by grace. Romans 3 verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Number two, we are sanctified by grace. Second Peter 3 verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Number three. We are glorified through grace. That's going to happen shortly. Soon and very soon. Second Thessalonians 1 verse 12. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him. According to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
1 Peter 5 and verse 10. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that he, he have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish you, strengthen you, settle you. 1 Peter 1 verse 13. Wherefore, get up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of by grace he came to this world by grace he sought you by grace he saved you by grace he sanctifies you and by grace he will glorify you when he comes oh yes even the mature of us has just begun tasting. Even the most matured among us has just scratched the surface. It's bloody. Sweeter of them. Grace of God is sweet. It is here that Paul tells us that the end of grace will be brought to us as believers at his revelation. My friends, there is more and unsearchable riches in his grace. And it is up to us to make it a spiritual habit. We were chosen before time, called with effect, united in Jesus Christ, through faith and repentance, adopted and forgiven. We were justified, we are sanctified, and we'll be sanctified, and we will be glorified and satisfied forever. This is the flood of God's unmerited favor poured upon those that seek His face. Can we seek His face? Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Sorry, where is the switch for All right. I know, okay? I can control the light. I can control it. I don't have the power to make it happen. But I can make the effort. I can make the effort to walk up here, switch it on. Power is already there. Wait. All you have to do is Put the effort in. Put the effort in. Put the discipline in. Make it a habit. Make it a habit. Once you make it a habit, the power, the strength, the, the energy that you have to live a Christian life, all that you need, the grace that you need, God will pour it into your lives. There are paths along which he has promised favor. As we celebrate his goodness in our lives, in our spiritual disciplines, our God is lavish in his grace and he will freely and liberally dispense his goodness within his regular channel. We can routinely avail ourselves to these revealed parts of blessings or we can neglect them to our own death. 
It is our individual choice to remain dry and carnal and immature. And it is our individual choice to live a life that is full with his faith. John Piper said, The essence of the Christian life is learning to fight for joy in a way that does not replace grace. We cannot earn God's grace or make it flow apart from his free gift. But we can position ourselves to go on and oh, go, go on getting grace as it keeps on giving. We can fight to walk in the path where he has promised his blessings. We can readily avail ourselves and remain receivers along his regular route called These are stuff, mundane things, everyday stuff, basic Christianity, unimpressively mundane, but spectacular and potent by the Spirit. There are no limits to all the disciplines and habits or practices. This can be clustered into these three main principles. Hear God's voice. Praying to him and belonging. Paul, in our scripture verse, tells us to exercise rather than exercise to God. What does Paul? Paul is telling Timothy to train himself to be godly, put in the effort and show discipline. Discipline yourself. For growth, take regular actions and more of God in your mind and your heart and show his way in your lives, which will make us more like him. It is a gift and we receive it as we become it. This is why Paul could say in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, by the grace of God, I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was in me. There's something that Paul is talking about. Paul is saying, I am putting the effort in. And as I'm putting the effort in, God is putting more effort in. Do you see that? As I am working, God works in me. And then through me, do we see that? Can we work? Can we put effort? Can we put the time? Can we put the energy? Can we sweat it out? To the spiritual discipline. Colossians 1.29 Colossians 1, 29, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. He doesn't work in you. He doesn't work through you mightily if you don't work yourself in the first place. We need to put that effort. Spiritual wisdom. God bestows the gift of effort. That's the gift of effort. 
to those who put the effort into spiritual disciplines in their life. God empowers our actions when we do those actions. Philippians 2 verse 12 and 13. It is God that works in us to what? Do his will and his good pleasure. Hebrews 13 verse 21. God is working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. Do you know how to please God? You want to please God? Do it through the spiritual idea. See, once we grasp this truth, we will lay down our lives at this pathway of blessing with expectation. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus heard about Jesus. Zacchaeus heard everything that Jesus has done. I want to be there when Jesus comes. Zacchaeus goes to the pathway that Jesus Bartimaeus, the blind Bartimaeus, help for Jesus. I, wanna, I want that grace. I want sight. I want Jesus. He struggles his way. He struggles his way. Find that path that Jesus walked. My friend, grace is there. Power is there for you and I. Boldness is there for you and I. Courage is there for you and I. Strength is there for you and I. Go and find that path where God is coming. Go and find that path. Discipline, discipline yourself. The spiritual disciplines must be there. All this boils down to one sentence. Personal effort in spiritual disciplines is healthy for one's family and fellowship. Ultimately, God is glorified. So, what are spiritual disciplines? What are they? Someone said this word. <clears throat> Spiritual discipline are not about making you more precious. I'm not. They are, about in, they are about making God more precious to you. Someone said this. The price of excellence is discipline. And the cost of media is someone else. Maturing disciples create habit of spiritual and some No one has ever spiritually matured without applying themselves. Both spiritual disciplines are important. As we have seen and do know, there are many spiritual disciplines out there. In this series, we categorize them in three main His word, Bible reading, his ears, prayer, his body. Three most Reading your Bible, praying to God, and a fellowship with body. Very vital, very important. In conclusion, but refuse profane and old wife fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profit little. But godliness 
is profitable unto all things. There is no measure, there is no limit on Having this promise of life that now is, that we live, and the life that is to come, the eternal life. Eternal life, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. There are a couple of things that I want to point out in our text. Then we'll be done. One, refuse the unworthy and the old non Profitable habits. Refuse them. Rather, you have an option that is available. Rather, exercise godliness. Exercise is the word gymnasium. The English word we have is gymnasium. It means to practice in nakedness. It means to strip yourself of yourself. And practice. Profit. Two times the word profit is mentioned. The first word profit is the word esteem. It's based on want and a, has a selfish end. Bodily. The second word profit is ophelimos. It is based on the need for others or others' need which you can have. That's profitability that we need. The profitability of spiritual disciplines are and unto all things. Spiritual disciplines promises us kingdom life lived here. You want to see how life will be in eternity. A man who a man who talks after Jesus Christ, a man who acts after Christ Jesus. That's you and I struggle to become like. Let us put that. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. A promise that cannot be broken. Someone said the word. This someone said, holy habits are that the discipline, the routines by which we stay alive and focus. At first, we choose them and we carry them out. After a while, they become our father. Let's get ready for next week and the following week to come and see how God's word can help us and see how prayer can help us, see how being together with the body. Thank you all for being patient. Let's pray. Let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you. God, you, you want to bless them. You have riches, hope, grace and hope for each individual person here this morning. 
Lord, help us to open the tap. Open the faucet that the grace may flow through. Help us to switch the light that the grace may shine through. Help us to put in the hard yard. Help us to put the effort in studying your word, hearing your word, in praying, in making all this intentional for our life. Lord, first Sunday of this year, second day of we have so many days left. May we at the end of this year stand and say, I have put a good I have kept the I have been faithful. Why? Because I have made the effort to live life. Help the church, grow your church, build your church, help the souls of everyone that is Bless their heart. Help us to live a life. Listen to you this in your name.